0: On DallasCowboys.com
2: We were on the break!
0: With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, March 24th, 2021, Season 16, Episode number 102. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at The Star. Got Nick, Amber, and Dave with me. And uh, we're a week into free agency now. Cowboys have made some moves, they've signed five players, they've lost five players, they uh, re-signed a few of their own, um, and we're going to spend the show talking about what the Cowboys have done so far in free agency and getting these guys' opinions on uh, what they think. Uh, let's start first with just the big overall, um, and the big question, how do you think the Cowboys have done from the standpoint of their approach to free agency this year? Was there anything that stood out to you, or was it pretty much... Kind of what you expected. Let's start
3: with you, Nick. It's what uh, I expected. It's what we all expected, honestly. And uh, you know, they 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 made a splash when when they signed Dak Prescott, and 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 then not not just Dak, but the other guys at that position. They have high profile players at a lot of positions. That they, they they that's their strategy. They re signed their own. They don't have a lot, and they've been bargain shopping. They did it last year, didn't work. I mean, they've done it several years, and then they're doing it this year. They're trying to get uh, bargains and. Um, you know, it's it's all they really have to do because they don't have a lot of money. Amber,
1: I guess. It, I mean, I guess it's fine right now. It's just so hard to tell because you never know how these guys are really going to turn out once they get here. And even so, even during training camp, we don't know until the season actually starts. So, it's hard to tell right now. I am. Uh, I guess a little curious to see what they do with these safeties that are supposed to be visiting with them so at least that's nice to hear that they are getting some safeties in the building to look at but just overall nothing that we didn't expect really we've been talking about it here since forever this is kind of what they do but at least they're making some moves on defense specifically so that's a good positive
2: dave If I mean, if you're talking about what stands out, it's just I mean, it it might as well be a handbook at this point. Um, They do. I mean, they signed a veteran offensive tackle whose resume probably doesn't wow you. They made some bargain signings on the defensive line to kind of air quote shore that thing up. Um, And then and yeah, and they're they're bargain hunting with name guys who, for a variety of reasons, um, you know, don't have the resume to be more expensive. Keanu Neal is a great player. He's missed two seasons due to injury. It's probably a big part of the reason why he was able to be had so cheaply. If they wind up signing Malik hooker or DeMonte Casey, it'll be for a similar reason. I think they're both coming off of season ending injuries. So, uh, Oh, and then, and they, they re-signed a couple of their key guys, you know, bringing Jordan Lewis back, I think is a good bargain signing. But again, this is to Nick's (laughs) point probably year seven in a row that it's looked fairly similar to this and hasn't always worked out very well or at all. Um, There's a couple of these that I'm optimistic about, but... At this point, that's about it. You know, as
0: All you can do is is hope that this will turn out better than the last. And we're going to get into that, and we're going to talk specifically about each of these deals that the Cowboys have made. There's another question I have for you guys. Do you, are there deals, as you look across the NFL and you see players that have been signed, are there deals that you look at and you're like, man, I really wish the Cowboys would have done that? Like, you know, for the money and for the player, were there deals you were like, the Cowboys probably could have made that work, and I think it would have been a good move for them. I'll start with you, Nick.
3: I can't think of one honestly, and I haven't maybe looked that closely, but I just think that that they're in a different boat. You see a lot of these one and two year deals. Obviously, teams aren't or players aren't trying to get tied up, locked up into yeah. no one money. I haven't seen a long term deal. Like the longest
0: I think I've seen is maybe three three year deal. You know? Yeah,
3: and that's probably one that could be voided down to two. You know, mm-hmm. if, if when you get to when the the salary cap starts increasing back in the next couple of years. So um, when you do deals like that, you have to have some cap. Uh, you, you know, you have to have you have to have cap um, uh, space to do that because you just don't have any. You can't, you know. They only had seventeen or eighteen million going into this thing, so you can't do a deal like that. Now, I haven't seen one specifically. Dave might have a better answer, Amber. I'd
2: way rather have Dalvin Tomlinson for two years, twenty-two million dollars, than like half of the guys they've signed for sure. Yeah, that's a. I mean, and that's not expensive. I mean, I know they don't have a lot of money, but. You can add voidable years, that's the new Vogue thing to do in the NFL, or sign him and three fewer guys and make it work. Like they I mean, if that's all it took to get him out of New York, that was shocking to me. And maybe that's because the salary cap is so much lower, but I would have done that deal in a heartbeat. Um I'm looking to see if anything else really jumps out at me. That was the one that really I'm not gonna say it upset me, but I was like, that's all it costs to get that good of a defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, which this is this is maybe a little bit unfair, but I've always said it's not so much the signings, but the creative ways that teams get aggressive. Uh, if you tell me that I could have had Michael Brockers for a future seventh round pick, bring it on. And we'll, we'll structure his contract. We'll figure it out. Absolutely. And like I said, that might not be fair because they traded Brockers to Detroit. Detroit's new GM used to work for the Rams. That's maybe a little bit of a sweetheart situation, but Pick up those phones, man. Call around. Like it, There's a cap crunch. Teams have had to make difficult decisions all over the league and if you're proactive about it, you can wind up getting guys like Michael Brockers for a seventh-round pick. So there were, there were a few bargain deals um, that I would have liked to have seen them go after, for sure. Did you see anything, Amber, that, that kind of piqued your interest?
1: Well, just in general, and I'm sure this might be different for you guys, because you guys know more people around the league and everything, but to me, it's always the same story. It's like, uh I just always wish, and I know that they signed Dak and all that, but I just wish that someone that I kind of knew more of would be signed through free agency because I'm always having to investigate, okay, who's this guy? What has he done? Where was he at? What's his deal? And, and it's always someone that I don't really know much about. So that's it, it's not really fun or exciting when you are getting the name thrown your way saying, oh, we signed this guy, but... You never heard of really, but one guy that I will mention that did stand out to me was LP Ladouceur. What they did with him, not re-signing him and getting what's the guy's name uh, from the Rams? Jake McQuaid. McQuaid, yeah, that w- that was totally surprising to me. And and I get the relationship there between John Fassel and like special teams and the Rams and blah blah. blah. But at the same time, it's like, why? LP has been here for so long. He's Never done anything bad. He doesn't necessarily have a smile on his face when he walks around, but he's a guy that's fine on the field. He, he doesn't cause problems on the field, you know? So.
0: It's funny how everybody kind of chuckled when you said that. It's-
1: kind of go ahead he's just you know he ain't got he's he's uh, he's
2: kind of surly he's an interesting but no when
1: when you talk (laughs) about a guy on the field that has done his job for so many years and been here for so long that to me was definitely surprising not to hear the cowboys signing him at least on another one-year deal
0: yeah it it kind of surprised me a little bit too but I just refused to get myself worked up over that's, a long snapper. So thank, you for, <laughs> like, whatever.
2: thank you for saying I know, that. I, I know, was like, but... am I crazy? Cause eight, eight snaps a game. Like yeah. that's what you're talking about. And Jake McQuaid has been to two pro bowls. I know LP has been here forever, but I saw it happen and I was like, no, oh, it's kind of weird, but yeah. that's fossil sky. All right, on to the next one. Yeah, that's basically
0: my. That was my thought process. It's kind of like you get a new job and they let you bring your secretary. Okay, fine. I don't. That's fine. Bring <laughs> Whatever your you want. Man. Like it's it's fine. It it it's not you a big better. deal. Feel um, better. Okay, so real quick before we move on to actually going through some of these different contracts, are they even called that anymore? Do I secretaries?
3: They don't. Did I say something called, wrong? No, what are they call? Oh, administrative assistants. Administrative assistance. Administrative
0: assistants. Right. assistants. Yeah. Yeah. My right. bad. I got caught but in 1980. I
3: know. But it's funny. It's like you can make that argument both ways, though. Yeah. You know, you can say, "Okay, I'm not going to get worked up." It's a, it's a long snapper. Okay, but go back to what she said. What's the problem? Why? Because. Because he's a little surly now and again. Maybe he, he didn't say something. Maybe he, he kind of talked back into me. I, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't see eye to eye with Fossil. He's a long snapper, and he's one of the best ones. So this this guy McQuaid, he's probably going to make more money. And guess what? He has to be better than zero snaps ever. I mean, that's, that's – I'm just saying – It sounds like he is, though. It sounds right. like he's a no, really, he's, really good long snapper. Yeah. So you know what? Go back you know. and watch every high school, college, pro football game. We watch a lot of football. Most of us, you know, watch a lot of football. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm gonna talk about Friday, Saturday, some more than others. Yes. How many bad snaps do you see? Well, I will tell you this: on though, which Nick. level of football you're Even watching. High well, school, it does in college. You don't, you don't see them a ton. But I, Nick, I, Nick mm. you, let, let's
0: go back. Let's go I back to when that. they were making that transition from Hellasray.
3: Yeah, that was a
0: little bit of a rocky time. Like you had some snaps in there that just kind of weren't on point. It it was, and you're going to have
3: some. Yeah, I I know.
0: But 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 when you get a good one, you don't worry about it because it doesn't happen. Right? Bad ones don't happen.
3: Yeah, there's there's 32 out there. Yeah, you know, 32 jobs, and these most of them are pretty good. I'm kind of surprised that they haven't turned it over. Fewer than this, you know.
0: I I kind of agree. So
3: yeah. all I'm saying is, is that if he was, if there was anything going on that was like, you know, what I'm getting rid of him. I mean, you could say, well, no big deal, he's a long snapper, but they could have also said, okay, he's a long snapper, he does his job, and all that. So it is curious. It's curious a little bit. Uh, yeah,
0: I guess my my point he's 40 is forty though. He turned forty. My point is that if you're if it's one or the other, and they're about the same as far as their abilities. And you happen to feel more comfortable with one or the other, and again, that yeah. we're making a lot of su- uh, we're assuming a lot here, but let's assume that the, the special teams coach Fossil That's just felt more caref- care- comfortable with the guy that he had in with yeah. the Rams. Then, if I'm the organization and the contract's up on the other guy anyway. I mean, is it really that big a deal? Fine. Bring in the guy you feel comfortable with. As long as he's good, then right. you know I don't really have a problem with it one way or the other. And so that's why, I, for me, I just kind of was like, I, I get your point Amber. but I was kind of a little, like my eyebrow raised, like, really? Why would they just make this swap? But at the end of the day, it was kind of like, well, this guy seems like he's just as good, so... Okay, fine. Not that big a deal. If he yeah. was
2: an undecorated, unexperienced player, I would probably be making a bigger deal of this. But he's been in the league for ten years in his own right. He's been two Pro Bowls. If that's who John Fossil wants yeah. doing it, uh, I don't know. But he's—I mean—he's been in the league since 2011. So these guys
0: play a long time. Long play a ton, like a long
2: time. Is, is probably he 34,
3: 35. The, probably, yeah. I would say he's around
0: 33. 33. Okay. Yeah. So he could probably play another. Ten years, I th- maybe. Who I knows? think
3: one year. I, I think one year that Fossil was there. I think all three Rams specialists made the Pro Bowl. Mm. I think Zerline, I believe, Hecker, so as well, and and then McQuaid. But I've told this to Dave. I mean, it seems like it's been two years since that happened. I mean, it's only been a week or so. But I mean, you know who wins off this? Mm. Witten, JC Witz, wow, gets to hold that record, baby. Two hundred and
2: fifty-five oh, yeah.
3: career okay. games played. LP was at two fifty-three. Chomping away on that cookie, ready to get him. and <laughs> <laughs> Not so fast, my friend. He <laughs> like old Lee Corsa. not so fast.
0: <laughs> but you know it could be interesting here, too, that that obviously we wouldn't know until we talked to Fossil and probably had to talk to him off the record to get this, but are there things, and, and we saw it this last year, he's unconventional. We know that. He does some unconventional things. Are there things that, from a snapping standpoint, that maybe there are some nuances that he looks at and he's like, I just don't think LP does that in the same way this other guy does it. Recognizes certain things. You know, I mean, if you're trying to run fakes and stuff – Snapping the ball to a different person might be a little different. I don't know. I don't know a lot about the art of long snapping. But all I'm saying is I think right now we're making a lot of assumptions. I would love to talk to to the special teams coach and find out what are the differences that you look at in a long snapper. Because there may be some differences that we we just aren't talking about. Feel
2: free to drag me. like Pull this show out of the receipts in October when he botches a snap but I can't believe we're Why are still you talking. Calling, to...
0: Why are you calling this on? I'm just, like, I, we I don't want
2: to, I, I just can't, but be... first of all, superstitions aren't real. Second of all, I can't believe we dedicated like eight minutes to the long snapper. That's Sorry, all right. Guys. Amber did that.
1: <laughs> another. Oh, you guys scared it. As long as we're, <laughs> hey, were right.
2: As long as we're talking, I thought of another one, Anthony Harris to Philadelphia, one year, $5 million. Yeah. I'd have done that deal, yeah. which I won't mind as much if they come away with one of these guys that's visiting this week. I, I and it's draft bias for sure but Malik Hooker was a hell of a college safety and, and he's shown that he can do it at a pretty high level when he's healthy. That would excite me. But Anthony Harris had six interceptions in 2019. He's played you know, he he doesn't get hurt. He's He hasn't missed many games over the last three four years. One year, five million dollars? I would have done that for sure.
0: So of, of those guys, let, let's switch to that. Of the guys that they have in here right now, do you have a favorite? Do you have a guy that you would like them to sign uh between Hooker and Kazee or like what what which one do you do you like most? Kazee oh,
3: go ahead Kazee I mean, is a has been a ball hawk. I mean, he's got seven interceptions one year and three another. So you you like that. Um what you don't like is that, you know, Zeke didn't have a lot of uh, highlights last year, Ezekiel Elliott. One of them was he trucked over Kazee in the end zone and almost. I mean, hurt him. Remember the touchdown against the Falcons mm-hmm. where I mean, he took him. He just got up like last week from that. So. He was already in Dallas, so they were like, right, "Why right, don't bring you bring in here?" So no, we do need to do a medical on you, but <laughs> so from a safety yeah. standpoint, you don't love that well, part that,
2: of it. That's you. why that Keanu Neal is here to do
3: that's that. Exactly. <laughs> I was just Keanu was Neal is here to hit
2: Zeke, Demonte, Kazee, KZ. Stay it's,
0: thirty yards behind the line yeah, of scrimmage.
2: Yeah, you stay back there, and yeah. I mean
3: if. If Zeke gets through to you, which one is what are you which do? one's coming off the Achilles, K- Casey. Which and what is H- Hooker coming off of? Uh, I've I've looked ACL? this up a million
2: a, times and I I always forget. Canaan O'Neill
3: had had a. Had a He's had
0: two back to back.
3: He had an
2: ACL and an Achilles, yes. right? But he did play. He played last year. He was not hurt last year. Yeah. Um, yes, uh, Hooker's coming off an Achilles from week two of last season.
0: So both the safeties they have in today that's, are both coming and off. And that's
2: why they're here. Like visits are not a thing
3: in the NFL yeah, anymore, unless
2: true. they, you know, the Cowboys want to take a look and see, you it's, know, how you recover
3: and how you are moving, it's their What's your timetable? That's looking at them. You yeah, know, yeah. Vi- physicals too. So, um, I mean, you, that used to scare me more. You know, the the Achilles injury, especially for a defensive back. Uh, you know, I think Barry Church had it uh two thousand twelve or thirteen. The Cowboys actually signed him and he was he was having a pretty good, you know, career, two or three years and he gets an Achilles injury and the Cowboys signed him immediately and said four or five year deal. Cheap probably, but they made a commitment to him and he you know, it was a, it was a good player. You know, it was a bargain he was a bargain then. But I don't think you saw any effects of the Achilles mm-hmm. for him. He was never a guy that could run super fast for a safety. I hope Barry's not well, I mean, Barry was a. I'll call him. He was, I don't he think he would argue. With I don't he was think so I think he'd be like, ah, that's fair. All Mac <laughs> player from Toledo, four years in a row, yeah. freshman to senior, wasn't drafted. There's because he probably I think he ran a four seven four eight, but he yeah. could play. Yeah. And you know, and I think the Achilles injury really didn't affect him from that standpoint. So I, you know, if they come back and yeah, I'd like to, either one of them would help. And I and I'm curious where they all fit into this because Donovan Wilson can play. I, I, he's got a spot somewhere, and so I'm, I'm curious to see, you know, O'Neal. There's been talk of a linebacker role for him. So, so let's assume
0: for a second that they sign one of these two guys. You can take whichever choice you like yeah. of the two, um, and then you combine that with Keanu Neal. Do you feel like the Cowboys may have something finally at safety between the combination that gets them farther ahead than where they've been over the last several years, or do you think that still is a huge, huge? area of weakness for them going into the draft. I think
2: I will again like I will feel optimistic. Yeah, but these are I guarantee you if one of them signs it'll be a one or two year deal, prove it. Yeah. See what we can get. So it it won't be long-term fixed and I will be optimistic that the safety position has the potential to be better than it has in a long, long time, but I'm not going to bank on it. Like I would absolutely still draft a safety in the top 100 if it fell that way. Wouldn't even think twice about it. Yeah. Even if he's mainly a special teamer as a rookie, I don't care. Um, so I would feel optimistic, but like not confident.
3: Yeah, I mean, you're not going to take one at number 10. I don't. I don't believe there there is one that you would take that. I've not heard of one. No, I don't nah. study
0: it every day like Dave. But
3: there it nah, is. I mean. I don't even know if you trade down, let's say to a 15 or 16. That would still be a reach to take a safety there. So, I mean, we we
2: at the end of the day, you never fully know. Like the biggest example I can think of is the Raiders drafted Cleveland Farrell in the top 5 a couple years ago. Nobody saw that coming. Like all these teams have different grades on these guys, but conventional wisdom says the best safety in the draft is probably TCU's Trevon Morig. and I would be shocked if he gets drafted. Before, the you know if he gets drafted in the top like 25, twenty five, I would yeah. be pretty surprised. Yeah. Or, so yeah.
3: So you know, once you get out of the first round, then you're talking about second round and on, and just about every position other than quarterback, you would consider at that at that. I mean, even running back, if you wanted to. I mean, you could you consider all positions in the mm-hmm. second round. You know, and we saw what they did with CD Lamb, which, by the way, this morning at like six thirty in the morning, I, I I wake up or whatever time it was, and I started thinking of that chase on, Caleb K- on, yeah, like what did he do last year? Nothing.
2: Like, hmm. He really didn't. He's a rotational guy. He had one sack, so
0: which is exactly is he on the trek trajectory of of of. Uh, the Cowboys' defensive end pick from a few years ago. That ended I, honestly, up on another team. I'm not going to pretend about. that I watched yeah. all
2: of. I don't think I watched a snap of Jaguars football last year. But that's what we said Chase on would be right. all last year. Like people at like don't get it twisted. That's what we said. We were like, if you draft this guy, you're doing it as a long term project and hoping he gets better. He ain't going to be anything more than a rotational guy as a rookie, and that's why you should draft C.D. Lamb. Like it's very obvious
0: which one is better. Yeah. So. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to dive into these players that the Cowboys did sign and also some of the guys that they lost and get some opinions on where the guys they signed may fit and how much of a loss some of those guys that they lost will be. We'll talk about that when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio.
3: It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best
2: smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit ATT.com for details. Hi, I'm Clint
0: Tillerson with United Ag & Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff visit unitedagandturf.com offer ends February 1st, 2021 restrictions apply, see dealer for details now let's get to work the
2: Cowboys way where 16 Hall of Famers and 5 championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving day, where we are all defined by one single thing the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Since
1: 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team.
2: Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com
3: or at stetson.com. Back to the break. Monster Jam returns to AT&T Stadium this weekend. Don't miss the adrenaline-charged family entertainment featuring the most famous trucks in the world. Get your tickets before they're gone at Geek. Com.
0: Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios. At the Stars. Nick and Dave and Amber, and we're talking Cowboys football. We're talking about free agency. We're about a weekend at this point. Uh, and so let's go through some of these additions that the Cowboys have made. I want you guys to talk to me. I'll, I'll throw out a name, and I want you guys to give me your thoughts on the signing and where you think they fit because there are some interesting ones in here, particularly the first one that we're going to get to about where they fit and how the Cowboys may use them. Let's start with Safety Keanu Neal. He uh, was originally a first-round pick, 17th overall pick in 2016 of the Falcons. Uh, he signed a one-year, $4 million deal. $3 million of that is guaranteed. What do you think of the signing, and where does he fit?
3: Well, I think that it's a, he's a guy that's going to probably play closer to the line of scrimmage than back. Um, he's had... Three healthy years. He gets a hundred tackles every time um, in those three years. And so you know, there's been some talk that he's gonna play some linebacker. This scheme's gonna be a little bit different. Um, I think that he'll you know, right now we're calling him a safety, you know. That's what every everybody that's been on record to talk about it has said has said nothing different than that because there hasn't been anyone talking about it. So we call him a safety. But I think he could play closer to the line of scrimmage. I think I mean
2: I think people get too caught up in trying to label. I think he's going to do a lot of stuff. I think think it's probably their best signing so far. I'm not trying to pump him up as the answer to all of their defensive woes, but this is – a great intersection of talented player who's still young. He's only 25. He's been to a Pro Bowl. He's had some injuries. But to Nick's point, when he's been healthy, he's been productive. He's not your center fielder. He's not He's not that guy, but he's a thumper. He's going to tackle everybody. I would play him at strong safety, close to the line, don't freak out about Donovan Wilson because he can move down. Like, no, he's not going to play Will Linebacker all the time, but he can play Nickel Linebacker. Wouldn't be shocked if he's your linebacker in dime packages just to get some speed on the field. That was So you're just, saying maybe have basically what would be three safeties with him being a linebacker. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. And, and, and we've seen – I know it was Rod, not Dan Quinn, but we've seen them play three safeties back at times as well. Mm-hmm. They did that with J.J. Wilcox when he was still here. Jeff Heath kind of got his – break as that third safety so he could do that i won't i won't be surprised at all if he played like him and layton could play nickel linebacker in obvious passing situations because that was jalen's biggest problem arguably last year so yeah absolutely that's the thing um and that's great you can you know you can find three or four different roles for him so like i said I'm, i'm not trying to i don't know if he's jamal adams but he could be that type of guy and i think that's the type of signing I like to see them do, for sure.
1: I do have a doubt, or more of a question for you guys in general, as I look at the whole list of free agent guys that they've signed, and I know it's very common throughout the league for players to have some type of versatility where they can switch around from place to place, you know, but a lot of these guys, like, we just talked about Neil, uh and then these other defensive players that it's whether tackle or defensive end, like, where are you at? And, and I get it. We don't like to label or whatever, and it depends on the scheme or, and all of that. But I can't help but always think about Tyrone Crawford. And I know he was a key guy because you need guys like that. But in general, I mean, is it more of a problem or a concern or like to have so many guys that have that kind of versatility? Or is it better to have a guy that has a specific role assigned and focused on a specific place on the field/slash scheme. Do you guys see that? Like, I, I don't know. Do you see the versatility as a pro, or could that actually come back and bite them in the butt type of stuff?
3: I feel like you've uh, not, been talking about that for years. Yeah. In this particular case, uh, I don't think it's a major issue because, like, for Tyrone Crawford. You know, yeah, oh he can play inside, he could play outside. But like in the off season he's gotta figure out do I weigh do I weigh two ninety or do I need mm-hmm. to weigh two sixty five, two seventy? Am I gonna play end or am I gonna play tackle? Because and that's a big difference. But I think for Neil, I think what Dave is saying about how they're gonna play him is First and second down, maybe over here. Third down, closer to the line of scrimmage. I think he's just gonna. I think he understands the scheme. So I, I don't think. I think they know exactly how they're gonna play him. Um, we may not know, and so we look at it like: is he a linebacker? Is he safety? I think he's. You know, I, Darren Woodson played linebacker at, in on nickel. Kenny Gant, the Shark, he played linebacker in nickel. I mean, it's just how you want to play a fast guy's down. In a in a situation like that, so he's going to play. I think the same body level that he was, and he's a veteran. He understands where he's doing. So it's a great question, but I don't think as as far as a, a safety who might play some linebacker, I don't think it's that big a difference.
1: And the rest of the guys. I mean, I, I know we're about to go through them, each of them. But just in general, a general idea. Yeah. You think that they go into the season kind of having a role for each guy? Or kind of you know because we yeah. hear prior to the season start uh, like press conferences at the draft that we yeah. hear like Steven Jones be like well if we need him at safety or corner we can switch well, him here's around. The yeah. gotta, here's the thing you got.
0: Here's the thing you got to factor in. Here's what we don't know yet. Um, is this going to be a four three or a hybrid four three three four? Right. If this is going to be the kind of defense where they're going to morph based upon kind of the situation. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they'll have four down linemen. Sometimes they will morph into a 3-4. If they're going to do that, they need some guys that are flexible. Like, like for example, if you bring in a guy, uh, Terrell Basham, if you bring him in, he is that type of stand-up. He's been that traditional stand-up outside linebacker that you would think can also slide down and become a hand-on-the-ground defensive end, right? But you're going to need those kind of guys that can do either. Randy Greger would be another guy that's like that. So you you would need that sort of versatility if you're going to be that kind of defense. And those defenses and there are some around the league that do that, that kind of morph between different fronts based upon what the situation is in the game and based upon the opponent. So I, I do think that that has to be factored in and we don't know that yet. We haven't. Nobody in this room has had a chance talk to Dan Quinn. So we don't know what his thoughts are. And Even when we do talk to him, I'm not sure he's going to be as forthright with that. We might not know that until we get to training camp or until we get to the season. So all I'm saying is, with regards to versatility, I think we have to wait and learn more about that. And if they are going to be a hybrid defense, then they're going to need versatile guys. Everybody's going to have to be versatile and be able to move around based upon the front that they're playing.
1: I guess that's the aspect that I keep forgetting about, that we do have a new guy, Dan Quinn, and we don't know how he thinks, but I guess my mentality and and, and judgment goes more based on what we've seen in the past and mm-hmm. what the the things that we've heard in the past. It's like okay, but I do forget. Okay, we have not heard from Dan Quinn, and we have no idea what his plan is. So that's a yeah, that's a good point.
3: Yeah, yeah I think Urban Brent Urban is going to be the Tyrone Crawford um, of you know this this type this team because. I mean, he's played some defensive end. He's played some uh, tackle. He's played in a three-four and in a four-three. So you know, and as it, it was, I have, a, I have a good friend who's a big-time Bears fan, and he told me, "Good, solid player. Nothing flashy, but he's dependable, and he'll he'll get the Are job." They talking done. about Crawford. They were talking about. <laughs> I know. I'm just, it was funny, but that's my point. He sent that to me about Urban, and I said. That's funny. I could say the exact same thing about Andy Dalton, who you just signed. He was like, "Yeah, the money's different, so it's not. That's not what you want for your quarterback. <laughs> Dependable, flashy, gonna get the job done for the most part. Nothing great." Some. All right, I will say
0: this though too about uh, Keanu Neal. Uh, if you remember back to that that team that Atlanta put on the field that went to the Super Bowl, he was that defense was pretty good that year, and he was one of the leaders of that defense. He was one of the better players on that defense, and I think that's the part that makes me a little bit optimistic of what he can be here now. Again. That was years ago, uh, but at that time they had a they had that defense was flying around, and there were a lot of people that thought that of course their offense was really really good, but a lot of people thought that they were on their way to making that defense in the mold of what they had in Seattle, and things just kind of fell apart on them. A lot of that had to do with injuries, but uh, but certainly he has that kind of ability, and we'll see if he can pre- recreate that here with the Cowboys. Um, one other question I have for you guys on Keanu Neal: Are you at all concerned um, because he is the same type of player? to some degree, um, as Wilson. And and as you said, Nick, we, we believe that Donovan Wilson can play. Mm-hmm. Are you all concerned about now basically him having to take a step back with regards to his time on the field? Because the project, we would project, I would think right now most of us probably project that Keanu Neal making $4 million this year is going to be your starter. Are you at all concerned that Wilson's going to have to take a step back and not necessarily get as many snaps as he would get otherwise?
2: haha ha, clinton Dix was making three and a half so great point just saying i they i mean and i like the keanu so you guys say fight. you think it cut? i at the at with the cowboys Those track record of adding quality free agents should i just assume you're saying it's a 50 50 shot I'm like, d- we'll no see. I, that's not even fair i'm just saying i don't i don't trust that this is going to work at least not completely they don't they don't deserve that benefit of the doubt yep. in my opinion um I think Keanu Neal will make the team and start and be pretty good. So are, so just, with that being said, are you concerned about Wilson and his development? No. I, like they're I think they play 1100 snaps a season. They like there's more than enough to go around. Um I, like I I I hesitate to say this because there's no way to say it without sounding like a hater. Donovan Wilson looked great last year. I'm not convinced that – like, he's not so good that I'm like, well, he, he, like, you gotta, he's got to be on the field. You got to – like, I'm like no, go to training camp and somebody will
3: emerge and it will be fine. Well, that's basically how I feel and about it. Most of the time those guys, you know, can play together. I mean, most safeties are interchangeable and you can play them that way.
0: These guys, neither one of them is a center fielder type, so I wouldn't think you're going to put them on the field. If there's only two safeties on the field, I wouldn't think you're going to play them together, right? I'm missing something. What about
2: why we just, I mean, I mean, how much time do teams spend in nickel and dime these days? So you can move Keanu Neal down yeah, in, a, in right. a nickel role and have Donovan Wilson be your strong safety. Like, And that's kind of, to go back to your point, AG is in my mind in the modern NFL, and this is simplistic, but like the only, the only positions that are fixed on the back end are the boundary corners. Like you need two guys out there covering the two main wide receivers. Everything else is just sort of nebulous. Like, I mean, we the, the Patriots are a perfect example of that. Like, they never look the same. They got guys wandering all over the place. Somebody's up, somebody's down. Yeah. So, just it. there's a million roles to go around, and if you can play football, you'll be on the field.
3: You had two interceptions last year, um, Wilson, and I believe both of them, if I remember correctly, were both, he was kind of playing in center field and kind of made a play. One of the ball bounced to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but with this with this team and interceptions i mean the ball just doesn't bounce to a lot of players so it happens he also made a nice play on a ball for an interception and in, i guess the the 49ers game where he, you know made a play so i think he can i don't think he is your ball hawk for free yeah. safety um but you think he could in situations I think he could I, I i think he needs to be on the field i think he's going to continue to get better i wouldn't worry about it i mean it's just funny it's like here we are. We're talking about. You think we could have too many safeties? <laughs> like,
1: uh. That's
2: that's a great point. And again, that's laughable. Yeah. I have I have a high opinion of Donovan Wilson, so I'm like reluctant to say this, but it's kind. You know, all through last week, people were like, "What do you mean we're not adding new talent? This defense was awful, the worst ever. They're so bad." And then Donovan Wilson comes up in conversation. It's like, well. He's amazing. Like we you know, like you can't you can't mess with Donovan Wilson's playing time and I just I think he's a promising young player, but I'm just I'm not as ready
0: to anoint him as some people are. All right, let's jump to offensive tackle Ty Inscky. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Is that Insecki? Mm -hmm. correct? All right, so he was an undrafted uh, player back in 2012 with the Indianapolis Colts. Cowboys signed him to a uh, one year, 1.75 million dollar deal, 500 thousand dollars of that guaranteed. He will be the guy that is projected. I think we all project him to be your swing tackle uh, because Cam. Irving has now uh, left the building. Uh, what do you think of the signing? Where does he fit? And is it good enough as your swing tackle in a situation, because this is the key, where both your starting tackles are coming off season-ending injuries last year? I hope they don't think so. I, I mean, that's
2: that's my answer, I guess. I mean, that's it's fine. that's what they do every year. And for the most part, these guys haven't been great, but they haven't been terrible. Cam Fleming handled it okay at times. Irving when he got a chance later in the season, he was okay. But especially like one year deal for a thirty-five year old player who I think Rob Rob pointed this out that he's got two more starts in his career than Terrence Steele made last year. So,
1: yeah, it wasn't yeah. really an upgrade at well, all. <laughs> it's that's, like pretty yeah, much I mean, the same thing, yeah,
2: that's what we're talking and and I, I will say, I love this guy's story. It's awesome. Undrafted player in two thousand and nine kicked around the arena league for like four years, had a cup of coffee in the NFL, got sent back to the arena League, went to this Canadian Football League, and then finally played well enough to stick around Washington for a few years., yeah. And this is his third free agent deal. So, like. Perfect. So much respect for the grind, like to, I mean, and and he's turned it into like a viable career. But if a, a good offensive tackle comes up on the board next month during the draft in the you know first, second, third, fourth, whatever round, and they're like, ah, I think we're good because we got Ty. I'm like, no, come on, man,
3: that's not <laughs> right. good team building. Yeah, he 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 was in a good situation in Washington because. You know, their guys were hurt all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems like every time the Cowboys were going to face them, it was like, well, their line's beat up and they got to play this guy. You can't even pronounce his name. He, he has to play right tackle. I mean, he didn't play a lot of starts, but he played a lot of games because Washington always had injuries yeah. on that offensive line. So, you know, that. I think I agree with Dave. I mean, just he's he'd be a good guy to have. I'm not saying he's a training camp body because that's that's a lot of money for that. But
1: you uh, know, that's how I see it. When well, I heard about tackle, I'm like, ooh, yeah, a tackle, we need one. And then I started reading about him. I'm like, oh, oh, okay, this just sounds more like a <laughs> well, body to have here's, in there.
3: Here's the thing that I've said for. Fifteen years about this team that needs to be better at, and all teams need to be good from the top to the bottom. You need to be good from one to fifty-three, one to ten. The Cowboys are just as good as anybody almost, but one to fifty-three, when there's injuries, you got to have some depth. You can't get there without making moves like this. It's just that's that's part of it. It's the moves like Inseki and, and Urban and. Basham, I think, might be a little bit more than that. But, you know, I mean, like if they sign a guy today, I, I forgot his name. They, they bring in the other safety, the third oh, guy. Jaron Kearse. Jaron Curse. I mean, he's not – you know, that's like your Kennedy-type guy that they, they tried to get last year. You have to fill the roster with players they, you know, that can play, and they're not all going to be projected pro bowlers. And I will say this, too. I
2: I just sort of talked down on Ty and Secchi, but – and I think, I think they'll draft a guy. Maybe not with the 10th overall pick, but I bet they'll draft a tackle next month somewhere. And so if you take a draft pick, Ty, Terrence, Terrence Steele has made 14 starts. You can talk trash about him all you want, but that's valuable. Brandon Knight's made 20. That's four pretty decent options behind one of the best duos in football if they're healthy. So all of that told I feel really good about the position overall I just don't know if ty and himself
0: is the answer to that problem so with that being said would you guys are you guys on board with the route that the Cowboys seem to be taking or do you think they should have gone the route of paying cam Irving basically what he got he got a two-year deal for two <laughs> no, million dollars no, guaranteed. he no, would that. not
2: no that.
0: <laughs> okay <laughs>
2: absolutely not they got a I think they're in line for like a sixth round comp pick. And Cam Irving played like five games last year. He's at, been
1: hurt a lot.
2: I no offense to the Carolina Panthers, but that one kind of made
0: my eyebrows perk up a little bit. It honestly, I, I've I've always wondered this. You know, the the coaching staff here made the conscious choice because this was before he was hurt. They made the conscious choice that they liked uh, that they seemed to like the other young tackles over yeah. Cam Irving, and that to me spoke volumes. And and so when I saw this deal, it made me think either they grossly misevaluated him, or the Panthers are grossly misevaluating him. But somebody grossly misevaluated <laughs> this guy, right? There's just only so many capable
2: offensive tackles in the NFL right now. Like it, it's you got to do it. It's it's like quarterbacks. Like I bet the Panthers were like. I can't believe we're doing this, but it's better than uh, what, whatever's already fans here. Were. Well,
0: who got signed first, Inseki
2: or... Uh, or oh, Cam true. Irving was like one of the first things that happened in on Monday. Yeah. So, like, so
0: they could have gotten Inseki. I, maybe, yeah, good, good for them. I wonder if he's going to be their starter. I wonder if he's penciled
3: in as their well, starter. The, the Cam the, Irving is. The difference being, is, is that... Cam Irving. First of all, you can pronounce his name. Second of all, he was a first round pick. Third, uh, he's not 35 years old. I mean, True. like yeah. he's this guy's been around. I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if the, if he doesn't make the team for the Cowboys. In second, yeah, it, it, that won't surprise. me. That wouldn't me. shock me either. with what Dave said. Drafting a guy and and heck, they might even get another you know Terrence Steele in the undrafted free mm-hmm. agent you get you start putting these guys together and it all start with the two starters if they're looking good and feeling good then you're like maybe may i mean maybe it's not, not going to make He's not making a lot of money, so I, yeah. I it's a career backup. It, it, it might be cheaper to keep. I don't know. I don't cheaper think there's a single him him, guy him. Yeah. they <laughs> signed
2: that they're married to for the money. Yeah.
0: So we're just going with the puns <laughs> here on the marriage, right? <laughs> sorry. All right, we're gonna take our final break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about a couple other guys the Cowboys signed: Carlos Watkins, Brent Urban, Terrell Basham. Talk about where they fit and how great these signings are for the Cowboys. When we come back, this is DallasCowboys.com Radio.
1: Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get
2: yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com.
0: Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash.
3: What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash.
1: Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T
3: are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a
1: deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash.
3: It's not complicated. At AT AT&T,
0: our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys?
3: Back to the break. Hey, Cowboy fans, you can show your football pride at the Pro Shop, the official store of Cowboys Nation. You can score classics like your favorite player jerseys, tees, hats, plus exclusive collections and unique accessories with the options from Nike, New Era, and many other brands. The Pro Shop has more Cowboys gear than anyone in the game. Visit your local Dallas Cowboys Pro Shop or online, shop.dallascowboys.com.
0: Welcome back. Final segment of the Break Life in the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Uh, we're talking about free agency. I want to package these three guys together because they seem like they all kind of came in pretty quick together. I know they all came in to sign together. Uh, But Carlos Watkins was a defensive tackle, fourth-round pick of the the Houston Texans back in 2017. Cowboys signed him to a one-year, $1.75 million deal, $400,000 guaranteed. Brent Urban, defensive end, he was a third-round pick of the Baltimore Ravens back in 2014, has played with Tennessee and Chicago since then. He also was signed to a one-year deal. $1.75 $1.75 although all of his 1.75 is guaranteed. And then you had defensive end Terrell Basham, who was a third-round pick of the Jets back in 2017. Colts? Colts? He was traded to the Jets. No, he was released and claimed by the Jets. I'm sorry. Got it. Sorry. Uh, and then he was signed to a two-year deal, $6.5 Obviously his money's very different than the other two. Talk to me about what the Cowboys may have been getting with these three players, and maybe how they all fit into this defense that obviously we've all talked about needs a ton of help. I think. I mean, I, I to Nick's point from
2: the last segment, Urban is intriguing. I think, and I you know take this with a grain of salt, but Pro Football Focus graded him as one of the five highest graded run defenders in the league. So this is, yeah, bring it on. This is a guy who's here. Stay
3: with PFF when we're talking about Carlos Watkins. Too.
2: That, oh, I, I, know, oh I know. I know. I'm <laughs> is that a foreshadowing? With all due respect to Carlos Watkins, that's that's a that's a body, Amber. Like, mm. I mean, I, I don't know. That's nothing that I've read or seen or heard leads me to believe that. Anybody should be like super duper excited about that. He could probably
3: crack the rotation. I think he was last in their ra- of of defense in the tackles. entire league uh, for run stoppers or something like that. Yeah,
1: which oh, we can relate to that. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> we got, we got <laughs> to relate to
3: that. Yeah, little well, yeah, they can
2: actually, and that's that's why they signed Urban. Maybe not so much Watkins, <laughs> but trying to beef up the worst run defense in the NFL. Well, um, good thing they already got some defensive tackles. This is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they sure do. I, they, I think it. The, this is this is peak Cowboys. Is to just throw cheap contracts at a problem spot to say, all right, we now have five defensive tackles: Tristan Hill, Neville Gallimore, Antoine Woods. These two new guys. If we can't find one in the draft, we're not screwed, but we don't have to be married to any of these guys. Like I said, Urban, at least statistically, you see things there that you're like, okay, like, you know, this this isn't uh this isn't Indomican Sue, but this guy could come in and do some dirty work and be of a, a, a real benefit. I don't know so much about Watkins. Basham is interesting just because he he was a cowboys target in 2017 there were two schools of thought they they went after their pass rusher in the first round and then dealt with the defensive with the secondary later they could have gone the other way and and i think basham would have been one of their picks on day 2 if that had been the case mm-hmm. so maybe they draft kevin king with the 28th overall pick or whatever and then they could have drafted basham later on they obviously didn't go that way but so the interest was there this was a top 100 draft pick, a guy that they liked a lot. He's had moments, but I would say for a guy drafted in the top 100, I'd say you know the first four years of his career probably you would call that a disappointment. But get him in here and see what he can do, and at the very worst, he's a
0: rotational guy.
3: What well, was the question? I mean, I agree just, with all that.
0: Uh, again, I just we're just trying to figure out what you think of the of the signings, how yeah, they fit. And... I
3: think I think those three guys, I, I feel like they've all have some three four background. You know, so Which is
0: an interesting note.
3: Right. That's an interesting right, note Especially like Basham. You know, and that's the thing, you know, we're just trying to figure out like for for graphics on social media. Is he a defensive end? Is he a linebacker? What are we calling Urban? What are we calling these guys? And those are good questions because in that scheme they were this for everything we've been told it's still a four three scheme here, but it might not be. I, I you know, it might it might be a little bit more in the hybrid role. So I think that they've got some position flex guys, um and and like you said earlier in the show, that's important. If your if your scheme is going to be uh, flexible, if that's the case, then certainly these players have to be
0: right. And we won't know that for a while. Probably won't know that till training camp or the season. Yeah, it is.
2: I, it is interesting. I'm I'm pretty sure the Colts were running a four three when they drafted Basham, but the Jets are three four all the way, mm-hmm. and so he was a stand up linebacker. So he's got that in his toolkit. I guess. Um, I think. Can pull that up. I think he had his most sacks last year for the Jets. Yeah. I believe. Which I mean it was like yeah, it was I mean three, three and, and a half. half. Yeah. Not not saying he had twelve sacks or anything like that, right. but he so he was successful in that scheme, at least to a degree.
1: So. How does it work again uh, when it comes to co- these types of contract? I know that ideally, if free agent guys, you want to make sure you they're good enough for you to keep at least for that season. But just in general, let's say that were to draft a guy that he lo- he's looking pretty good, and then this other free agent guy is not looking that good and is just kind of taking up space. Uh huh. Example, yes. Uh-huh. How does it work uh, as far as like money wise? Do, do you lose a lot of money? Or like, does that affect you? To in any
2: way? Derek's point, it depends on the guarantees. Yep. What did you say was Watkins's guarantees? Watkins four hundred thousand. Which like they're, they're good. That's pennies by that's, the NFL. That's state yeah. money.
0: Like they can drop that anytime. <laughs> Is <laughs> it? Can't it? <laughs> they can drop <laughs> that <laughs> anytime?
3: Hey,
2: I ain't sniffing. You can do it a lot of things with four hundred thousand, right? Uh, <laughs> Over so many years, yeah. Maybe, maybe. Um, th- th- I don't know specifically. I saw Todd Archer broke down Keanu's contract. I, the, I, there's not a lot here that would like prohibit them from getting rid of any of these guys if they needed to. And I they, mean,
0: you made the point with with Ha Ha, the, yeah, the amount that which, they had,
2: that gave was guaranteed for him. You don't want to like you don't want to do that. That's a yeah. that's a goof. If you give a guy two or three million guaranteed and wind up cutting him before he plays a game for you, that's not good. Mm-hmm. But you can still do it, and that's also among many reasons why they're probably not going to use every dime of cap space is you know you got to sign your draft class you got to have money to sign guys later in the season and also maybe eat a little bit of money if you need to get rid of some people and
3: and i think it's, it's worth noting that you know these guys from the falcons dan quinn was the head coach and you know ran their defense for the most part and uh, Joe Witt, their secondary coach, who's now the secondary coach for the Cowboys. You know, yes, you have ties to these players. Um, ha Ha was drafted by Mike McCarthy in Green Bay. He he had ties. They brought him in. He also cut him, and I don't think anybody in the league picked him up. I didn't hear about it.
2: He it, spent uh, he spent a little bit of time on Buffalo's practice squad, but I don't think he actually played last uh,
3: year. Okay, so I mean. You know, I I think we, we we all we always make a big point of that. Well, he knows him there, so they're probably going to re-sign him. Well, yeah. What if they hated each other? Mm-hmm. What if he was like, I hate this guy. I'm never going to play for. You know what I mean? Just because you have ties doesn't necessarily mean it. So, obviously, it was good ties with with Atlanta, but I mean, not to the point where you you can't cut him if it's not working out.
2: Keanu but, Neal has three million of his contract guaranteed, which I would be surprised. I would be surprised, but I don't. If they just absolutely feel like they have to, I think they could. I mean, um, it was a while ago at this point, but they remember Jasper Brinkley. Mm-hmm. He he was like two and a half, three million guaranteed, and they cut him at the end of camp too. That's so right. it's doable, but, not ideal, but doable. I'll say this: but he's it, also a
0: different caliber player in my. Opinion.
2: I Keanu I want to be clear: I think Keanu Neal is going to be good. i too. Just, yeah,
3: just covering every angle. But, the, you know, the Cowboys uh, will will say this: those guys that are the athletic trainers over there uh jim mauer Britt brown those guys they they think that the second year after your injury is a really big year that's when you're gonna jump you you come any back. injury are you just talking specifically leg Mostly injuries achilles r- injuries reconstructive ACL. surgeries like that for achilles or, or definitely for acls you know that first year you're getting back you're getting your legs back in you but the second year is when you're kind of back to to normal normal and if if that is the case with Keon O'Neill, I think it's I think that's probably one of the reasons why they're like, hey, he had a he came back last year. Let's see what he what he does.
0: If that was half of him last year, right. I feel very happy with what I think if he's going to be better than that this year, I feel very right. happy with that side.
3: And, and you get to look at other guys too. Connor Williams, I know we're that's uh, a different side of the ball, but yeah. I'm just saying that's another guy that that last year he got back from injury. This year, contract year, big Big thing. He said actually said the other day he he, his goal is the Pro Bowl. Okay. I mean team goal first, let's get back to where we need to be, but but individually, you know, he thinks he can can get there. Or four. them. Who are the five?
0: <laughs> Good question. Tyron <laughs> who, No, who will be the final five by the time we're at the end of the oh, season is probably no, a better question. That's, ew, I, don't, right. like that question. No, a I question. don't like that question. All right. Um, so let's real quick before we end the show, I did want to talk a little bit about a couple of the guys that the Cowboys lost, and particularly Cheeto Awuzier, he signed with the Cincinnati Bengals. He got a three year, twenty two million dollar deal, seven point five million of that is guaranteed. How much of a loss is that for Dallas? right now
2: right now it's fairly substantial but i don't think it will be by the time this team is done being put together i just i feel very confident that they're going to spend a big pick on a cornerback if it's not patrick sertan it'll be pick 44 or whatever like they'll draft a guy who's capable first two rounds day one starter that's uh, maybe i'm wrong but that's what i think and so Eventually, I think they'll be fine. But right now, yeah, like I, I, if they had to play with what they have right now, I wouldn't feel great about it.
3: Yep, yeah, I agree. And, and I thought, you know, Cheeto was a, a solid player. You know, I, I don't think, you know, I've heard people say that he he was a bust. I, yeah, I don't think he's a bust. I, no. I, th- I think you can be in the middle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I think a second round player that played, he gets one interception a year. You know with that money that he get you know that he got there i mean cincinnati fans will probably you know they probably won't love it cuz he won't get a lot of interceptions unless the scheme changes for him you know but he wasn't really that type of guy but he was he was solid he got good speed you know. We
1: have seen some guys thrive after they leave the Cowboys. Oh, sure. But you it never happens, know. Yeah. It
3: definitely God, happens. If, you know, I mean, I, I mean,
2: think Brandon, Brandon Carr had like three picks in the first six weeks of his first season in Baltimore. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just fans imagine are just like, oh, God. Yeah, really, really Cheeto's really? Cheeto's going to have like four picks at Halloween.
0: <laughs> Ugh, kill me. Uh, no, I agree, though. Like, it's,
3: it's he was good. No, I
0: mean He was you're an in. average player, I, I think. And I, I think for a second round pick, if you get the number of starts the Cowboys yeah. got out of him, you don't feel like you wasted that pick. You may have wanted more, but you don't yes. feel like you wasted that
2: pick. It's fair to feel it's fair to have wanted more from the from a guy drafted sixtieth overall, but I can't call that disappointing or a bust. He got yeah, four seasons worth of starts. He made a few plays. And he goes, like, it, it works out for everybody. Like, the mm-hmm. Cowboys didn't waste, waste their pick. He got paid. Good for everybody. They'll get a comp pick for him. And There's no reason to feel bad about anything
3: that happened there. And that's that comp pick was in, was in play. That's why he never thought ever he was going to come back because, you know, during the middle of the season, he had a hamstring injury that took, I don't know, nine weeks to come back from. And I think there were people in the building that were like, what's going on here? What's he, you weren't one of them. Huh?
0: You weren't one of them. Well,
3: I was... You I, know about hamstrings. You were not one of them. I actually was one of them. I was asking about it a little bit, like, why isn't he coming back? I thought you of all people would be like, I get hamstrings. Not hamstrings. Like, mine's a calf, and I still have... It's not the same thing?
2: Still, not, I think, difference in recovery time between us difference and Difference in athletic athletes. ability? Yeah, that's A little too. bit.
3: A little bit speed? A little bit. Anyways... Let's hope so. I think that everybody H. knew right there... <laughs> I think everybody knew right there that he was... He wasn't coming back, yeah. So um, and he knew it, and and the Cowboys, there was talk about releasing him
0: during the season,
3: yeah. When it was like, okay, what's going on here? I called it the hamstring from de- of death. I mean, like, what's what's happening? Um, he came back to get you know, and he he doesn't want to put bad tape out there of him, yeah. So he's you not know, in the contract, not year. in the contract year. So, but that comp pick was always sitting there, like, we're not going to cut him. Why would we cut this guy? And then he goes to sign somewhere else, and we don't get the comp pick right. for him. So. Yeah,
1: But at least they signed Jordan Lewis, and I'm excited about that because he's a guy... And I, I think we all kind of thought that might happen, that Cheeto leaves and then they might be able to kind of retain Jordan Lewis. So that's exciting because he is a guy out of those two. Um, although we've seen a lot more from Cheeto as far as playing time. The time that uh, Jordan Lewis has played, I mean, he has shown ability, and he's a guy that does not freaking give up. He has that kind of... Um, uh, competitiveness in him. So in the way that they were using him last year towards the end of the year, that was exciting to see. So yeah. that's uh, at least something to look forward and
0: to. And one of the things that's interesting about that is you look at Jordan's deal. Jordan got a three-year deal, same as Cheeto. He got a $13.5 million deal, which is less than the $22 million that Cheeto got, but the guaranteed money was right there about the same. Cheeto got seven-point-five. Jordan got $7.75 million guaranteed. So to me, it kind of signaled that the Cowboys thought of them as comparable players. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just, I think they they opted that Jordan may have been a better fit, and certainly a better fit when you talk about what he can do in the slot. The slot. That's where it, it makes sense for them. I am I'm curious about this because
2: I think we would all agree. Jordan didn't get a lot of opportunity. I know. I mean, he started a lot last year mainly because Cheeto was hurt and Anthony Brown had injury problems. I wonder for him to be willing to re up, was there a conversation like we see you doing this, like we're gonna maybe we'll give you more of an opportunity to play outside, you can do this, that and the other? Or are they like, Yeah, we're just gonna bury you on the depth chart again when we draft Patrick Sertan? Like and like if that's the case
0: But if he's their nickel guy. Nickel, they play nickel
2: most of the time. So. Sure. Well, yeah. Anthony Brown plays in the slot too. Like I just, I wonder about that. Like if they draft a cornerback highly, and I think they will, then there's an odd man out.
0: Well, let's follow the money. Yeah. You look at the money, and I think it, it means Anthony Brown's probably going to be your guy that's going to be sitting more than he's going to be out there playing, is the way I look at it. I always look at the money when you come to those kind of situations. He's on a similar contract to Jordan. I is mean, it? Yeah. He signed three years,
2: 15 mil last offseason. was well, guaranteed. Got
3: to remember that, this, though. I mean, and, and he's a year into it, too. Yeah. Like, I hear you, but you yeah, got to remember this. And someone told me this the other day no defensive backs coach or, or defensive coordinator for the Cowboys has ever liked Jordan Lewis at the start, you know, it's like, well, let's, let's see how he goes. He's kind slight doesn't yeah. fit what we, we're looking for. So yes, Anthony Brown was signed and all that stuff, but that was a different staff. That was a different, you, you know, the, the, the uh, defensive backs coach, this staff has invested in, in him. And they said, we like what we see. We're bringing him back. So I think if that is a tiebreaker between him and Anthony Brown for playing time, I think they looking at it like, we, we, you know, if, if they if it was the other way around they'd probably say well, let's don't pay him we got Anthony Brown we'll draft a couple I personally think he's a better player than Anthony Brown that's my opinion i I'm thrilled
2: he's back like some people were kind of like whining about the money like it's not that much money by NFL cornerback standards it's not a deal that you can't get away from like you know like next year if you want to like you don't have he doesn't have to finish this deal if you don't want him to he's a versatile guy I think he's got the right mindset mm-hmm
3: I I'm, I'm happy he's back. Yeah, and they and they love him. I mean, they they do. I mean, he he nobody works out more than him. No one no one is trying to get better. I mean, he just needed his he just needed somebody to have some confidence in him and say, you know, say, "Hey, he's putting in all this work. And we believe in you. I think he ha- he can have a pretty good year."
0: Yeah, me too. Me too. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back next week and on Wednesday again. Uh, we'll get into a little more free agency talk and uh, we'll actually start moving the ship a little bit maybe to some some talk on the draft. Uh we got about a month, about a month left before the draft as of next week. It'll be about a month. Uh, so we'll start kind of spending a little bit of time talking about draft and uh, and start getting you guys ready for that. Till then for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia. I am Derek Eagleton. This has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com. Radio.